everybody and welcome. You're listening to the Power Hour here at CJLO, 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demeester. We are already just past the midway point of the NFL season. We got some crazy games to recap. Oh man, was it a jam-packed week in the NFL this weekend. As I say it always, I know I say it every week, but I really feel like this week was a crazy week. Dominic, first of all, how's it going? And second of all, what a crazy week in the NFL this weekend. Yeah, I'm doing amazing, William. Absolutely. That Minnesota against Buffalo game, boy, it might not have been the prettiest game, but entertainment-wise, holy (laughs) torpedo, that was crazy. Unbelievable, Dominic. What a crazy game. You know what, Dominic? I'm happy you brought that game up first because I want to jump to that game right away. There's so much to talk about when you talk about that game, Dominic, whether it's comebacks, whether it's play calls, the refereeing, catches, players standing out. um, That's the game of the year. And I know we talk about um, the Dolphins and the Ravens and how great that game was. But if you look at how the game ended, Dominic, and you cannot make that stuff up and with, with everything going on with the, the Bills stopping them at the goal line. Anyway, Dominic, I can say a lot about this game. I want to pass it to you to give you a chance, uh, but then I'm definitely going to dissect this game, Dominic, because this was the game of the year. Oh, it's definitely an entertaining game. I don't know if it's going to be the game of the year because this game should have been should have been over multiple times. Buffalo obviously got robbed. It's basically on their own demise. Josh yeah. Allen basically gave away this football game to the Minnesota Vikings on a multiple occasions, whether it be him throwing a pick, whether it be him fumbling the ball, whether it be him, you know, just not performing to the standards that we've expected to see Josh Allen play. And to me, it's like, I think that everyone realizes that Josh Allen basically needs to do what he wants to do. And you can't really control him and we've tried to control him meaning that you know coaches they don't want him to see him getting injured he wasn't even supposed to be playing in this game he came out there he did what he could let's talk stats really quick 29th for 43 330 yards one td two interceptions huge interceptions then he he started running again you know six carries 84 yards typical josh allen game here I just I feel sorry for the Buffalo Bills in this game because, quite frankly, they played a tremendous football game. They were going to put Minnesota away until Josh Allen threw a crucial red zone pick. Okay, then obviously momentum Minnesota, but Minnesota's got to go and score, which they do. And then obviously, let's talk about the fourth down play on the goal line. They stopped Minnesota on the fourth down. Game over, right? Absolutely not. The one fluke play that you'll see almost in a lifetime which is a guy fumbling the snap and where he's at it's like a crucial area what are the odds that that happens <laughs> i mean like ugh, i don't even know what it is but listen they lost the fumble kendrick's got the touchdown okay game over right no let's add some more drama for those buffalo <laughs> bills fans somehow getting a field goal the Senate in overtime and overtime field goal, Minnesota. Okay. Game over, right? No Buffalo drives down has an opportunity. And what does Allen do? He gets oh, really, I don't know, selfish. I don't know if you want to be the star. I just don't know, but you just can't throw that ugly pick. It's just ugly. There's just no one there. Allen. There's just no one there. And it's just, Peterson gobbling it up, game over, Vikings win again. If I'm Josh Allen after this game, the guy just seems obsessive, which is okay. You know, you could be obsessive. You could try this as much as you want to be a competitor. That's all good. But there's something off with that guy. I just don't know what it is. There's just something off with him. And I think it comes down to him needing to be humble, needing to actually go through these adversities. And then after that, realizing, yeah, man, this is a team game. As much as I want to be the star, I got to find a way to use my team. And it really comes down to the running game. I think that it's not his fault. Obviously, Devin Singletary is not a freaking superstar. They drafted James Cook. He just can't do it. Isaiah McKenzie is a dwarf. It just, there's no running back. 
That's it. There's just no running back in Buffalo. And I think Josh Allen feels that pressure. He says to himself, it's got to be me. I know how to take this football team on my shoulders and I'm going to do it for you. But you know what? That's when coaching comes in and takes over and says, listen, we're going to do what we can. Anyways, I've talked enough. I'll pass it to you. How about that Justin Jefferson catch? Sick. Hey, Dominic, when I, when I saw the catch, I, I'm telling you, I was watching, obviously watching the game live, and I looked at the screen, and I didn't move for like 10 seconds. I said, there's absolutely no way, A, that he caught it, and B, he caught it the way he did. It was, you know, you know what I love about the play is that it's 4th and 18, you know nobody's going to get open, right? There's going to, obviously, you're, you're, one of your receivers is going to have to make a contested catch. The Bills know you need at least 18 yards. They're playing on the line. You have to go to your best player. You have to go to the best player on the field at that game, and it was Justin Jefferson. And the, the catch is incredible. We could talk about, like, the, the rest of the segment on just the catch. The fact that he had it with one hand, the, the Bills the defender had it with two. He Not only did he bring it in, but he was able to corral it, stick it to his backside to his hip uh with the ball not hitting the ground uh it, it was crazy there, there's so much to talk about with this game but i want to talk about the minnesota vikings and kirk cousins because i was ready when he was 27 to 10 to come on the show and i said well minnesota wants to be taken seriously and, and i was going to say well there's one reason they're not and that's because of kirk cousins but man did this game completely flip they were down 27 to 10 in a hostile environment against the buffalo bills to come back and win this game is is almost improbable when you think about it and just you know the ending was nuts in itself but i think we forget that they were down by 17 like i just mentioned 27 to 10 uh, in the second half of this game and we really thought this game was over uh they scored a td the buffalo marched on the field they they got stopped on fourth down a pick that Josh Allen threw a touchdown there would have basically sealed the deal. So I know why the Minnesota Vikings defense didn't have a great game. They came up clutch when they needed to. Uh, and that was the story of this game. It, it really was the defense bending, not breaking. It was Justin Jefferson making plays all around the field. Kirk Cousins, man, that play in overtime where he was about to get sacked and he just threw it blindly towards Justin Jefferson. And like, it was a second and one perfect pass. Jefferson keeps both feet in bounds. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was ready to come on the show, Dominic, to, you know, give uh, Kirk Cousins heck and, you know, basically say he's the reason why Minnesota cannot be taken seriously. Um, but I think they can now. And I really think that this, they put the NFL on notice with just the way that they won this game against a good team like the Bills. And we want to see, like, is Minnesota for real? Where do they go from here? They're sitting pretty in the division. Um, and, uh, you know, they're with only one loss on the season. It's very impressive season for Minnesota. I don't think people saw this coming. Um, and people did, definitely did not see the ending of that game coming. With the Bills stopping them at the inch line, game is over. All Allen has to do is literally flop forward with a 6'6 body frame. <laughs> Loses the snap. You just can't make that stuff up. It's literally from a movie. Um, incredible game. Game of the year so far. Um, and like you said, Dominic, if you're Buffalo, it's tough because right now they're sitting at third in the division. Obviously, look, the Bills will make the playoffs. Uh, I'm not too worried about Buffalo yet, uh, but they were supposed to be this big juggernaut team that, you know, runs the table. And they, we haven't seen that from them in the last few weeks. But I think this game is more about the Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, how they clutched up in that environment uh, and an improbable, improbable win for them. And if I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan waking up on Monday, Dominic, I'm sitting, having my coffee with a big smile on my face. A big smile that you got away with one, right? That's as far as I'm going to prop up Minnesota because Minnesota was not supposed to win this game. The only thing that this is going to do, however, is provide confidence for this football team, which is great. A guy like Justin Jefferson making that kind of play, even Kirk Cousins, you talked about that throw. These are the types of plays that really give a team a lot, a lot of confidence. So I expect Minnesota now to feel like they're like the best team in the NFC and then they should make it to the Super Bowl. That's how big this win is. But I don't think they deserved it. We all agree that they didn't deserve this game. Buffalo deserved to, to win this game. So Buffalo cannot really be mad at themselves. They just need to go, okay, what's next week? Move forward. Let Minnesota take all that confidence with them. We're just going to rebuild our confidence that we've already established. And we already know you're the Super Bowl favorite team to win for a reason at the beginning of the season. You could just ride that 
to the end. And I do expect we're going to see Buffalo clearly in the playoffs. I don't care how Josh Allen plays right now, whether or not he's throwing picks or not. He's going to settle down. This team's just too good. It'd be a shocker. But they do have Miami in that division. So whether they actually win the division or they make it in, in the playoffs through a wild card, we will see the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely, Dominic. I think uh, I think we definitely all agree on that. Um, right now, which is pretty crazy, if the playoffs started today, all four AFC East teams would be in the playoffs. I uh, can't remember the last time that has happened where all four made, made the playoffs in the same division. Obviously, got a ton of time left. But yeah, that division has been nuts. And uh, yeah, Minnesota Buffalo, crazy game. Super happy we spent a lot of time on the game, but I think it was definitely well-deserved. A lot of things to talk about uh, during uh, during that game. Props to Minnesota. Props to Jefferson and Cousins because uh, uh, they came up clutch when needed to. Um, let's jump to another game, Dominic. I got to go give some props to Justin Fields. Let's talk Chicago, Detroit. I know Fields, you didn't win the game, but boy, I'm just like ecstatic to see a player really come into his own and deliver the goods for the Chicago Bears. If you guys didn't believe in Justin Fields, I hope after these two games, people are going to start really coming to realize that this guy is a phenomenal athlete. Quarterback-wise, yeah, he's still a bit questionable, but again, he's very young, so let's see if he can develop there. Let's talk about the game. 31-30, Detroit takes it. Jared Goff, 19 for 26, 236 yards. Didn't make any mistakes in this game, and that was crucial because obviously Detroit wins by one. Uh, we talked about Justin Fields, 19 for 20, 167 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, but running for 147 yards and two touchdowns. Whew, he is on fire, folks. In Chicago, at least they got you know, to see an entertaining football game. And if I'm leaving that stadium, I really believe that the Chicago Bears now have a franchise quarterback. So hats off to the Chicago Bears. I think your future's bright with Justin Fields. And for Detroit, you know, you're sitting at three and six. Crazier things have happened. Yeah, I'm happy for Campbell. Campbell right now, you know, he's got his team really pumped up. They won two in a row, one on the road. They haven't done that in a while. So let's see what these Lions could do. You never know in the NFL. And I'm happy for Campbell as well. Yeah, Dev, Dominic, you never know. Just like in this game, you thought the game was over. Chicago had the lead up by 14 points heading into the fourth quarter. Um, in Chicago, you think, okay, like Chicago is going to do what they need to do. They're going to run the ball. They're going to, you know, play it safe and, and come away with the victory. But credit those Detroit Lions for coming back and winning this game. I, I This was a great game. Um I think I picked the Lions in this one, too. I just had a feeling they would come up strong in this one. And you got to give credit credit to Amon Ross St. Brown, Dominic. He's been uh, clutch for this team throughout the entire season. Um, and, look, I know he hasn't been, quote-unquote, good enough to keep them in playoff contention. But this guy is a great player on a not-so-great team. Ten catches in this one, 119 yards on 11 targets. So he is being uh, incredibly efficient and, and making the most out of those targets. Um Super fun game. I do agree with you, Dominic, about Justin Fields. I wasn't always the biggest Justin Fields fan, and I wasn't sure. But I think right now I'm starting to buy in. And it's a few games now he's played really well. And I think that he has impressed me and surprised, pleasantly surprised me. I don't know if I'm ready to say he's, he's the franchise quarterback yet. But I, I think that when you see him pull off runs the way he did, Dominic, uh, and, you know, it's as if he's – running and everybody else is in slow motion, uh, getting that 67-yard TD run, rushing for 147 yards in this one. Uh, incredible uh, job on the ground for him. And Cole Komet, he's uh, suddenly become a big target there for Justin Fields. Uh, four catches in this one, 74 yards, and the two touchdowns. Um, but yeah, I think you said it well, Dominic. Crazier things have happened. The Lions right now sitting at 3-6. and six. Who knows? Probably won't make the playoffs. Um, but for me, this was a Detroit Lions win in Detroit Lions fashion. It wasn't pretty. Uh, it was a gutsy win. They had to come back from behind, um, and and they did it in against a Chicago team that has looked pretty good over the last few games. Um, and uh, you know we've we've given Jared Goff heck uh, and rightfully so. But uh, I think you got to credit them here, Dominic, getting the ball back late in this game, uh, able to get a touchdown there to uh, to put them up with the extra point. A missed extra point there by the Chicago Bears, which obviously ended up. 
up being costly. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to I want to give credit to, to Jared Goff in this one. Obviously, look, not having a great year, but uh, coming up clutch in this one. Divisional game, Dominic. So look, these divisional games are super important. Uh, you never know how this can uh, help a team rally together. And Dan, Dan Campbell, super pumped after the game. Rightfully so. Big win by the Lions. Dom, let's continue with these recaps and let's continue with the trend of comebacks um, throughout the course of this weekend. The Dallas Cowboys, Dominic, had the game up by 14 points against the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay, obviously, we know the struggles they've had throughout the course of the season. Um and uh, how upset Aaron Rodgers <laughs> has been in general and at his receivers. But they come up clutching this game, Dominic, scoring two straight TDs and then winning this game in overtime, 31 to 28 uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. For sorry, the Green Bay Packers after Dallas was up 28 to 14. This one in the second half. Watson, the rookie, having a big game, four catches in this one, uh, 107 yards with the three touchdowns. Uh, we know he's had a bit of a tough season with that big, big drop uh, in week one, Dominic, after uh, he was wide open. And uh, I saw the replay of that like a thousand times. Um, but uh, thankfully, he was able to redeem himself in this one. Dak Prescott, Dominic, not looking great in this one, throwing two questionable interceptions. Uh, credit the Packers defense there because uh, they seem to uh, disguise their coverage. Um, and Prescott didn't look all that comfortable throughout the course of this game. C.D. Lamb having a big game forever. Uh, however, this is almost a, uh, a season-saving win for this Green Bay Packers team. They lost this game. It would have been six straight losses for them. Uh, they were sitting at three and six. Three and seven would be tough to come back from that. Winning this game, Dominic, I know they're sitting at four and six, but still, a game at home uh, gives your team momentum. Being a good Dallas Cowboys team after being down in the second half, uh, this was a great game, and I really thought Dallas had this game. So credit the Packers for uh, you know keeping, uh, keeping their cool and coming back in this one big big win for them um i think i guess there's two ways to look two ways to look at this dominic is this more of an impressive win by the packers or is this more on the dallas cowboys and not being able to to put a team like green bay away yeah it's a bit of both i think that again this is another game where a dallas in my opinion i think mike mccarthy lost this game for the dallas cowboys he should have never gone on fourth down i think that that was a mistake uh and enabled uh, Green Bay to stay alive, and I just blame this on Mike McCarthy. There's a reason why you see him slam his earphones on the ground because he knows that this is on him. I, I honestly thought that Prescott, yeah, he did two mistakes, but this game was Dallas, uh, and they just let it go, and they let it go because Aaron Rodgers finally found the confidence in, in one receiver, and that's Christian Watson, and whether or not Christian Watson can help the, the Green Bay Packers going forward, I think that he can't do it by himself. This is just one victory for the Green Bay Packers. They have a long road ahead. And I'm not sure uh, we should be uh, propping Green Bay as being this uh, team that's going to be uh, making the playoffs and yada, yada. I think they have a long way to go. It's a great beginning. Christian Watson did save him. I think Aaron Rodgers had probably his best game. Not crazy stats, 14 for 20, 224. But I do like the energy that he brought. Everyone seems to be really right now happy. It was in Lambeau Field. They, they fed off the fans and all that. For Dak Prescott, listen, you had two huge interceptions. And it pretty much cost you the game. But again, don't be so down on yourself. Your coach is hugely involved in this loss. And I think at 6-3, and three, Dallas will be able to ride this ship and move in the right direction going forward. I'm loving what I see out of CD Lamb. Huge game, 11 yeah. reception, 150 yards, two TDs. This connection between Doc and CD Lamb is for real. I think that this is going to be how Dallas right now can make the playoffs. I still want to see the running game. I've always been an Ezekiel Elliott fan. I'm not a huge Tony Pollard fan, but I mean, hey, listen, the guy's producing 22 carries, yeah. 115 yards, one touchdown. Will he take over? Ezekiel Elliott's starting job? That's possible. What are your thoughts on that, William? I think he will, Dominic. And honestly, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm not sure we're going to see Zeke in a Cowboys uniform next year. And I know that, like, he was obviously a high draft pick for them. We've seen a lot of good things out of him. But if you got a guy like Tony Pollard, I could catch it out of the backfield that, you know, 
runs with confidence. I think like right now, Tony Pollard is a better back than Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, and you know, who knows what they're able to get out of Zeke, hopefully something, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure Dominic. I think that right now, uh, if I was a betting man, I don't think Zeke is going to be in a Cowboys uniform next year. No, I think you're right. It's very possible. I know Ezekiel Elliott is a good football player. I think he still has a couple of years left in him, but he does bring a lot of distraction sometimes with his attitude and his composure to this football team. And uh, maybe they've had enough with Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not going to say that yet. I think that he's still a, a really good piece of this football team. And we're going to see whether or not he gets injected back in this lineup sooner than later. I would think so. I think that he's he's invested in the football team, and I think that they'll have no choice but to give him the rock when the time comes. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Look, Dominic. Of course, he, he's still he's still got the juice, and it's a tough situation with him with how well Tony Pollard is playing. Uh, so obviously, uh, you know, got to got to see see what happens there. Definitely, he does still have some juice left, and that would be valuable to the Cowboys and to any team. But yeah, there was the big decision on fourth down. I get it. I think like people were split on it. I like I don't mind the decision just because let's say you kick a field goal there. It's a fifty-three yarder. It's not a guarantee. If you punt the ball, all Green Bay needs is a field goal. But yes, obviously, if you don't get it, it doesn't look good, and it falls back on the coaching. It was a good play on Dak's part uh, just to get the ball off. Uh, and to try and get it near Tony Pollard. But uh, I think that was, you know, indicative of the Packers' defense and them coming up clutch throughout the course of the game. Uh, and, yeah, big win by Green Bay. I think it's more of, uh, like you talked about. We don't know if it's going to be big enough for them to necessarily squeak into the playoffs, but I think they needed this game, and it was more of a, a season-saving victory for the Packers. So a shout-out to them. Atmosphere was great there in Lambeau Field. Um, and, yeah, big, big win by, by the, uh, the Green Bay Packers there. Uh, yeah, let's jump to uh, another game, Dom. Let's jump to the Indianapolis Colts against the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm shocked. I'm shocked to see Matt Ryan back in uniform, starting quarterback for Indianapolis Colts. But you know what? That's the right decision. And I think Israel, we talked about him last week, saying like he's meddling with his team. And I know it's his team. He can do whatever he wants. But I'm glad that like a guy like Jeff Saturday, who injected a lot of life in this football team. And he knows like, hey, listen, we're not going to put Matt Ryan on the bench to end his career. You just don't do that. And listen, they won a very difficult football game because Las Vegas was so desperate. You saw it in poor Derek's car's press conference, you know, crying. And I mean, like, listen, I think they're crocodiles, tears. I'm not going to have, I'm not going to sugarcoat <laughs> it, folks. Derek Carr, your career's done. He knows it's done. Josh McDaniels, he's probably done. He's going to be relegated to an offensive coordinator position next year. At least that's what I would do. But there are rumors he's going to stay on. But I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't bet on it. Let's put it that way. Let's talk about the game really quick. 21-28, Matt Ryan, 222 yards. Jonathan Taylor, he's back, folks. 147 yards, one TD. This is your offense. You're four, five, and one. There's still a chance. You're in a division that, you know, Tennessee is not a great offense. I, I don't expect great things out of Tennessee, but I do expect them to make the playoffs. But offensively, I think that Indianapolis could stay toe-to-toe -to -toe with them on in any football game. So so, you know, the Indianapolis Colts, you know, this division is up for grabs. I think that you never know in the NFL, Indy just needs to ride some type of life and momentum. I think Jeff Saturday is going to inject that in this football team. And moving forward, give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. I just love this guy. He was the reason why in fantasy football, he was number one. I think he's coming back. I think he's going to do it. Indianapolis, look out for them for the remainder of the season. I think that's a great story, Dominic. I really like that, and I'm happy for the Colts. It is good to see Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan back uh, in uniform and playing, and I would agree with you there that uh, I think it is the right decision. For me, this game is more about the Raiders and about their season. What the heck is wrong with the Las Vegas Raiders? They're sitting right now at 2-7. and seven. People picked, predict them not only to you know make some noise, but to win the division with a guy like Patrick Mahomes in that division with Russell Wilson there. I know that hasn't worked out there. And with the Chargers. I, I don't know what's wrong with this Raiders team. I really don't, Dominic. I watched these games, uh, and I watched the second half of that one, and I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I'm, just, I'm really not sure. Derek Carr doesn't look 
great, but he, he doesn't look that poor either. Josh Jacobs in this one held in check for the most part. If you look at yards per carry with 3.7, but still able to get a touchdown. Devontae Adams doing Devontae Adams-like things. Nine catches, 126 yards, a touchdown. Maybe it's the fact that this team is looking for another wide receiver to help out Adams. And Hunter Renfro did not play in this game. He's injured. Darren Waller has been injured as well to Dominic, even when he's played. But he hasn't played in this one. Maybe it's a bit of that. Maybe it's the defenses know they got to really take care of Adams. And once they take him away from the game, that's all the Raiders have. But this is inexcusable, Dominic. For me, this Raiders team is the biggest disappointment of the year by far. I actually picked them to finish last in division, so I wasn't expecting miracles out of them, Dominic, but I did not think they would start the season off 2-7 and seven with the firepower that this team has and losing games they should win. Uh, like these Colts, Dominic, these Colts have not looked good over the last few weeks. It's Matt Ryan's first game back uh, in a while. It's Jeff Saturday's first game ever as a head coach. The Raiders are playing this game at home in you know in front of their fans in the black hole. You gotta find a way to win this game. Whether you win this game three nothing or thirty-three to thirty, uh it's just inexcusable for this Raiders team right now, Dominic. And like I said, I don't know where they go from here. Maybe Derek Carr is done. I do love the emotion, Dominic. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I love him as a, a person, as a, as a competitor. Uh, I think he's a really fun and easy guy to root for. Um and I just think that, you know, his frustration and his tears are totally representative of the way this season has gone for the Raiders. Because uh, for me, they're my biggest disappointment in the NFL, really. Yeah, well, you bring in Devontae Adams, the entire offense changes when you bring such a huge piece. Darren Waller was that offense. They had a better coach last year. They bring in Josh McDaniels. All these moves are all wrong, wrong, wrong. I just, I just have no pity. For the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't even like a team in Las Vegas. This should be the <laughs> Oakland Raiders. Not the Las Vegas Raiders. No pity. So long Las Vegas. You got a lot to think about. Derek Carr. You're done. The Raiders will be drafting a quarterback next year. Guaranteed. Hasta la vista. Tough there Dominic. I honestly. It, it's it's tough to argue that. I would not be surprised if we have a new quarterback. Uh, in Las Vegas taking snaps there. Hopefully they will turn this around. But. For me, Dominic, this season, it's not looking pretty for them. And I and I just cannot see that changing anytime soon. Uh, another team that lost in that division, Dominic, the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, playing Sunday Night Football against the San Francisco 49ers. Chargers looked very good in their opening drive. Uh, Justin Herbert dissecting the, the 49ers defense, but that was not a sign of things to come. The San Francisco defense had a heck of a game, uh, holding Justin Herbert to only 21 completions, just that one touchdown and uh, under 200 yards and the Chargers look uh, it's tough because they're playing without their their top two weapons at uh, the receiver position in Keenan Allen and in Williams so you know tough to, to ask a, a ton of stuff there but this was a typical San Francisco win relying on their defense running the ball a heck of a lot Elijah Mitchell back in the lineup 18 carries for him 89 yards Christian McCaffrey 14 carries 38 yards in this one while the San Francisco 49ers dominate don't win necessarily pretty games they still win games uh and uh right now they're sitting at five and four second in that division uh that division up for grabs uh and yeah with the big loss uh for the seattle seahawks in germany this past weekend open things up for the 49ers uh so i think san fran doing what they do best grinding out the games relying on their defense and their run game and this was uh, a 49ers win in 49ers fashion if i've ever seen one yeah, Kyle Shanahan's trying to get cute playing chess against his fellow opponents. It might look nice. They got the victory, but giving the ball only 14 times to Christian McCaffrey after he spent all those draft picks is moronic. So you might be trying to conserve him and maybe actually trying to see him maybe down the future in the playoffs, and then you'll feed him the ball. But listen, you're sitting at five and four. I don't know what San Francisco is doing. To be honest with you, they should have lost this football game. The turning point of this football game clearly was the big hit for Dre Greenlaw on Herbert. Uh, that kind of like stalled the whole momentum that the Chargers had going. And yeah. to me, that's what changed this football game. They're lucky to have won this football game, San Francisco. They really are lucky. If, if the Chargers were anywhere close to healthy it would have been a blowout they have no mike williams they have no allen they lost two huge offensive line pieces 
good things are going to happen for the Chargers. Maybe not this year, maybe next year, because they're so banged up. But uh, for the 49ers, I'm just like, Kyle Shanahan, give the ball to Christian McCaffrey. He, got, he has to have the ball 20 times a game. You might be cute and try to win this game all the time because you think you're the best coach in the NFL. It's going to come back to haunt you in the very end if you start playing too much with your running backs. I've seen it before. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a great quarterback. We we know that. One mistake in the San Francisco 49ers are not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's that thing is they really need Garoppolo to play mistake-free football. Um, and luckily in this one, he did for the most part. Uh, and they were good enough to, to get away with the victory. For sure, it's tough. It, it's hard to analyze the Chargers just because of their injuries. Uh, but look, you can't uh, fault the, the 49ers for that one. They play who's ever on uh, the opposing side of the field. They get the W here. Big win for them, sitting at uh, at 5-4 and four now. And they're really in the thick of things in the division and the wild card when it comes to a potential playoff spot for them. Let's continue on with recaps, Dominic. Yeah, let's go talk the Tennessee Titans versus the Denver Broncos. Not a really pretty game here, but I want to mention the Tennessee Titans keep on winning football games with not a lot of offense, which is a great testament to outstanding coaching in Tennessee. They're sitting at 6-3. and three. Ryan Tannehill plays in this game, 19 for 36, 255 yards, two TDs. Look how Tennessee's trying to win these football games. They have, like, the weirdest ride receivers. They're not even using Robert Woods. He should be your number one. Trelon Burks should be your number two. But yet, they're doing with all sorts of different personnel. It's crazy what's happening in Tennessee. But they keep on giving the rock to Derrick Henry, and that's basically their MO. That's why I think maybe Indianapolis has a chance to maybe stay toe-to-toe with Tennessee. Because as soon as this team's going to face a high-powered offense, do you think, William, that the Tennessee Titans are going to be able to stick with them if they can't put more than 17 points on the board? I don't know. I'm perplexed with the Tennessee Titans. but No I way. Love, no I, way. You don't think so, eh? No I think way. This, this uh, I, you know me, Dominic. You know my thoughts on Tannehill. Yeah. I think this is a team that could be a one-and-done team in the playoffs. I love this team. Don't get me wrong, but I want to see more offense. 100%. Uh, and this was my boring slash let's not talk about game of the week. <laughs> I, know you like, I know you like your defense, Dominic. I know you're old school. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's uh, I, I'm, I'm happy we did talk about this game uh, only because, uh, look, not every game is going to be pretty. Not every game is going to finish 45 to 40. Um, and this was a game where defenses ended up prevailing. And the Denver Broncos continue to play Denver Broncos football and not being able to put up points. This is, it's shocking to me. It's absolutely shocking to see this team struggle the way they have. Uh, I think, you know, teammates are getting frustrated with Russell Wilson right now. That's what seems to be happening. But we, we could talk about this Broncos team for, for a very long time, Dominic. They just continue to underperform. Oh, I tough agree. Yeah, tough situation there. Um, let's end it off, Dominic, talking about the uh, the most recent game, the Monday Night Football game. The Philadelphia Eagles are undefeated. No more in this one. The Washington Commanders come into Philadelphia and shock the Eagles after being heavy underdogs in this one. Um, and this was a heavy dose of who I like to call the most underrated player in football, Terry McLaurin, with his buddy uh, trusting him, uh, Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke, Dominic, the way I describe him is he's a gritty player. And it's where you see that out of the quarterback position. He's almost like a linebacker or a running back or like a DB playing quarterback in his attitude because there's nothing sexy about his game. He doesn't throw the best deep ball. He doesn't make great decisions, but he puts a team on his back and he does everything humanly possible to win this game. And I think it shows the way this game ended, him taking a knee and then taking that hit by Graham at the end of the game and selling it and kind of flopping-ish. And, you know, yes, it was a late hit, but I think he sold the call. This Washington football team right now, Dominic, is sitting at 500. They are the thick of things at the wildcard position. And I, that's what I wanted to say for this game, Dominic. It was, it was great from Terry McLaurin. I think we're seeing the Eagles, Dominic. And I don't want to say they're true colors, but I think this is a great wake-up call for them. They did not look good in this game in the second half. The commanders destroyed them in time of possession. This was a like just if you look at the stats in this game. It's it's mind-boggling what happened in this game, Dominic. But Taylor Heineke, Dominic, is that he's a dog. He's a guy that's you know not gonna win 
in games in a pretty fashion. And when I think about him, I think about grit and I think about ugly. I think about getting down and dirty. And that's what he was able to do in this game. And credit to him because he clutched up when the time uh, was needed and when his number was called. And a big win and a shocking win by this Washington Commanders team in Philadelphia on Monday Night Football. Hats off to you, William. You called it. You called the Commanders to upset the Eagles. Ballsy, amazing call. And I know you're a Haneke fan. I'm going to put you on the spot, though. If you yeah. had to make the call right now, Taylor Haneke or Carson Wentz next week, who do you got? Haneke, seven days a week and three times on Sunday. Really, eh? I yeah. will say that Carson Wentz will start the next football game. It will cause drama in Washington, but yet Washington right now has a momentum and I think they can ride with it. This team's getting healthy at the right time. They're going to have a nice little stretch run, but I'm going to call that it's not going to be Heineke that's going to lead the way. And I'm going to call that Carson Wentz is going to lead the way. Crazy things can happen. Either Heineke can take over this entire franchise, but something tells me they're going to go with big Carson Wentz. I do like Brian Robinson in this offense. 26 carries, 86 yards, one touchdown. Between him and Antonio Gibson, Washington has a little recipe. They just need to find uh, a way to get the, the right receivers. I want to see more out of Dotson. I think that they, they drafted this rookie. He started off the season well. I think Heineke has got a better combination with McLaurin than Wentz. So it will be up to Carson to either come in and, and ruin everything or Carson to come in here. <laughs> And do what I believe he can do, which is lead the Washington Commanders to a nice playoff push. And we'll have to see how that ends up. But no, I'm going to disagree with you. I think that Taylor Heineke is going back on the bench. You know, it's funny because I think you can make the case that Carson Wentz is very well the better quarterback, but I just think it's something about Taylor Heineke's game, Dominic, whether the team rallies around, whether it's his grit and his will to win games. Is I don't see that passion from Carson Wentz. I really don't. I think you see it from Heineke. I think it would be a mistake to put Carson Wentz in the game next week. Really hope that Heineke is able to stay. By no stretch do I think that Heineke is necessarily a great quarterback, but I just think you got to ride the wave. And uh, right now, Dominic, a massive victory for the Washington. Washington Commanders. Hopefully they're able to, to keep it going there. And there's the 1972 Dolphins are popping their champagne because there will be no undefeated teams winning the Super Bowl this year. Week 10 is in the books. We're going to preview some Week 11 games. Just before we jump into that, Dominic, anything else you want to say about what was a fun Week 10 in the NFL? This is going to be a really tight playoff race. I think they're going to start to see a lot of things change. Yeah. We're seeing it a bit with the Buffalo Bills struggling, and we're seeing now the Miami Dolphins coming into their own and actually taking over that division. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. I think that's actually going to stay intact, and then the Miami Dolphins are going to win that division. That's my big call. And uh, I want to see the Chargers get healthy and challenge the Kansas City Chiefs. They have a big game this week, and I can't wait to talk about it. Dominic, you have no clue how good it feels for the Miami Dolphins to be relevant this late in the season. I've been a Dolphins fan, obviously, my whole life. and I'm just not used to this. Right now, I'm sitting on cloud nine. I'm loving every second of it. Tua is just playing incredible. MVP candidate. I love this Dolphins team right now. Uh, but, yeah, you know, you look at the games that happened this past weekend. Big game in Germany there. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are able to, to come away with the victory there over the Seahawks uh, and, uh, you know, stay first in the division and, and shake up things with the Seahawks lost in the NFC West. And, uh, yeah, just... Uh, I think we, we touched on the, the majority of the games uh, that were week 10. So let's jump to the week 11 right now, Dominic. we got two teams coming off a of victory. Tennessee Titans at the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. Packers favored by three in this one. Yeah, I like Green Bay. I think that the, this momentum uh, with that huge victory is going to carry over on a short week. I don't think we're going to see much offense again with the Tennessee Titans. And that plays very favorably for Green Bay because – They've been struggling, we all know, offensively. So Aaron Rodgers is hitting a stride at the right time. They beat Tennessee 23-20. to 20. 
You know what, Tom? I'm going to go with the upset here. I can see Green Bay coming in this game. I don't want to say overconfident, but super hyped and stuck on last week's victory and their comeback against the Dallas Cowboys. Tennessee did not look good offensively. I think they're able to get the ground game going a little bit more in this one. I'm going to go Tennessee, not necessarily in a high-scoring game. I'll take the under in points with 42 being the total. I'm going to go 22-17 Tennessee in this one uh, in the upset over the Packers. Sunday, Detroit Lions at the New York Giants. Giants favored by three in this one. Oh, this is a tough one to predict. I'm going to go Giants. It's tough to see the Lions winning in back-to-back weeks, Dominic. But I think this is going to be a really close game uh, throughout. I'm going to go Giants winning this game 21-20. to um, And... Daniel Jones putting the team on his back, doing the two-minute drill, and then Saquon Barkley getting a touchdown uh, with seconds left in this game to propel the Giants to victory by one in this one. I'm going to go 21-20 Giants over the Lions. Yeah, this is a good game that we talked about things changing. This is going to be a game where you're going to see Detroit win and win convincingly. I think that the offense takes over and Detroit Really starting to roll at the right time. I said, expect the unexpected in the NFL. I think this is a team, Detroit, we're going to start seeing doing a lot better because they have a good offensive line. Now Campbell is on a winning streak. And we all know Brian Dable coached over his head early on. Detroit takes this football game 35-20. to Well, I like it. Good stuff there. All right. Philadelphia Eagles, Indianapolis Colts. We got the Eagles favored by eight in this one. I think eight is a lot. I do think the Eagles will bounce back after their first loss of the season. However, I don't think they're going to be winning this game by more uh, than eight points. I'm going to go 27-21 in this one for the... The Colts are going to come out flying and they're going to bring that momentum. But this is going to be an overtime game. I think Philadelphia on a short week... It's going to be tough, but they'll pull it out through the back door. Philadelphia takes it 36 to 30. All right, next up, we got Washington at the Houston Texans. Washington favored by two and a half. Who knows? Like you said, Dominic, we will be a quarterback for Washington next week. I really hope it's Taylor Heineke. Got to wait and see there. I think no matter who quarterbacks in this game, Washington will continue uh, their... um, Their momentum after beating those Philadelphia Eagles, they win this game. Houston has not looked good, to say the least. I'm going to go Washington win this game. Final score, 26-16, to Washington over the Texans. Yeah, the spread's kind of weird. You would expect uh, Houston to be really underdogs, but it's only a three-point game. Probably a trap game. Probably a push. I'm going to say it's a push. Washington takes it in overtime, 23 to 20. All righty. Next up, AFC East matchup. New York Jets at the New England Patriots. Both teams over 500. Patriots favored by three in this one. Give me the Jets. Give me the Jets to win this game. Uh, I think they got to feel a little bit, uh, I guess you could say, insulted in this game by being underdogs. The Jets have looked good throughout the course of the season, at least on the defensive side of the ball. And I guess you can say Wilson has done enough to ride his defense uh, and and let them uh, propel them to victory. I'm going to go 27-26 in this game. The New York Jets win this game in Foxborough uh, with another impressive victory there. And I think that Wilson has a bit of a, a better game in this one. It's the offense, for the most part, that's uh, able to propel the team to victory. Yeah, I'm going to go 27-26 Jets over the Patriots. Both teams coming off a of bye week. Belichick is going to school Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is really not a great quarterback. And I think that in Foxborough, Belichick is going to have all sorts of little gadgets to confuse the hell out of him. Give me the Patriots in an ugly football game, 18 to 9. <laughs> all righty. Next up, Chicago Bears at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons favored by three. Give me the Bears in this one. Give me the Bears in overtime. I'm going to go 27-24 Bears in OT. I like what we've seen out of Justin Fields as of late, Dominic. Uh, Atlanta did not look good in the Thursday night loss uh, to the Carolina Panthers. I think they lose again in this one. Uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, are sit pretty in that division, taking a substantial lead. But yeah, I'm going to go Bears winning this one 27-24 in overtime. Yeah, don't be confused of what you saw Thursday. I think that Carolina against Atlanta, it was just one of those fluke games. 
Atlanta will definitely bounce back. They will keep Chicago's offense off the field. They will run over Chicago. Atlanta takes it 24 to 10. All righty. Next up, Carolina Panthers at the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore favored by 12 in this one, Dominic. This is going to be a really interesting football game because the Baltimore Ravens are going to destroy the <laughs> Carolina Panthers and show everybody how good that D is. And that D is going to destroy poor old Baker Mayfield. He will be confused as to whether or not he still wants to play quarterback <laughs> in the NFL. Give me the Ravens 30 to 17. I'm with you, Dominic. I'm going to go even a bigger blowout. I'm going to go 33-7. to seven. For me, this has blowout written all over it. Uh, Lamar Jackson running wild. It'll be cool to see Baker and uh, and if uh, or what happens there with Carolina if they're able to come in with the victory after winning their last game. And, uh, you know, never weird things have happened, Dominic. They're only a few games out of that division, so still a big game for both teams in this one. Next up, Los Angeles Rams, New Orleans Saints. Saints favored by three. I don't know what to make of this Rams team, Dominic. We don't know what's going to happen with Cooper Cup. It looks like he's going to miss time. Matthew Stafford did not play in the last game. Even if they're both healthy, this Rams team does not look great. But for some reason, I'm still going to take them. Don't ask me why. I'm going to go final score 24-20 Rams in New Orleans. You're right, William. I do like the Rams in this game. I don't know how they're going to do it either. We both know that Kyrie Williams, he played the last drive. In his last drive, he caught like three passes, ran for nine yards. Why is he not being featured as the primary running back? I think this is the game that we're going to see him featured. I mean, who else is going to produce offense for the Rams? I think it's through the running game. And you're going to see also Van Jefferson step up his game. Rams take it 26 to 20. All right, next up, we got the Buffalo Bills hosting the Cleveland Browns. Bills favored by nine and a half in this one. I'm going to go Buffalo bouncing back. Give me final score, 30-23. I think this game will be fairly close. Uh, I, I kind of liked what I saw out of Brissett for the most part in that game against the Dolphins. Uh, weren't able to uh, to put up enough points in that one. I think Nick, Nick Chubb is able to keep this game close uh, as well. But I think Buffalo does bounce back. They are the better team. They will not lose back-to-back -back games uh, at home. Give me Buffalo, 30-23 over the Browns. Yeah, this is going to be probably one of the game of the weeks as well. I think we're going to wow. see a back-to-back -back huge game. And I think Buffalo is going to take it in over time and get their confidence back. Cleveland needs to win this football game, and that's why it's going to be tight. Give me the Buffalo Bills 27-24. to Next up, our four o'clock games. We got the Raiders at the Broncos. Broncos favored by two and a half in this one. Give me the Broncos to win this one in an ugly game with both offenses looking as they have looked throughout the course of the season. I'm going to go 13 to 10. Denver in this one, squeaking by and getting a much needed victory over the Raiders. Yeah, this is a tough one to call, but I'm going to go with the crocodile tears, Carson, <laughs> with the crocodile tears, Derek Carr comes in, plays his best game of the year. They win it 28 to 17. All righty, next up, Dallas Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings. Dallas favored by one. This could be a heck of a game. I think this is probably my game of the week. Dallas favored by one. A little bit surprised to see Dallas favored in this one. Give me Minnesota at home to continue to show that they are for real. I'm going to go final score 30 to 26 Minnesota in this one. Uh, and I think that Dalvin Cook gets three rushing TDs in this one. It was a lot of Justin Jefferson last game. This game will be more about Dalvin Cook. And uh, I know that the Dallas defense is pretty solid, but I just, it's kind of a, one of those gut feelings, Dominic. So give me Minnesota to win this game 30, 26 at home and uh, to keep on improving on their record. Now, this will be a Mike McCarthy special. He will not lose. In my opinion, what happened last week was all his fault. He comes up huge, probably these crazy gadget plays. It's going to be a coaching clinic. Give me Dallas and a tight one, 38 to 35. 
All right, next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals at your Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh coming off a nice win, Dominic, over the Saints this past weekend. Cincinnati favored by five in this one. I think it's going to be a Cincinnati showdown on this one. I can see them putting up a lot of points. I'm going to go final score 36-17 to 17 in this one for the Bengals. And, uh, yeah, they able to put up quite a few points in this one. Joe Burrow has a great game in Pittsburgh, and uh, they come away victorious in this one, Dominic, do the Bengals. Yeah, I'm going to say Cincy wins it, but it's going to be a tough, tough football game for them to win. I expect Watt to be all over Burrow like he was in his first game. This guy is absolutely dynamite. Give me Cincinnati in overtime, however, 20 to 17. All right, close game. I like that. Next up, we got Sunday night football, AFC West matchup, Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chiefs favored by six and a half in this one. I think it's tough to call these Chargers, Dominic, without knowing what's going to happen with Williams and Allen. It seems like they'll be practicing this week and they have a shot to play in this game. But I do think it's going to be Kansas City in this one, winning this game by double digits. I'm going to go 28-17 Kansas City in this one. And uh, they can continue their dominant season. Mahomes had a not the greatest game against Jacksonville. I don't see him struggling against the Chargers with a, a weak offensive line. I think the Chargers, if they do have Allen and Mike Williams back in the lineup, they'll be competitive, but I don't think they're 100% right off the gate. So I'm going to have to agree with you. Give me Kansas City and give me a, maybe a one or two touchdowns by the defense. Wow. Casey takes it 39-24. to 24. All right, last but not least, we got Monday Night Football Divisional Matchup. San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Both teams coming off a victory. Kyler Murray not playing in his last game, but Colt McCoy doing enough in his replacement. San Fran favored by eight in this one. I think it's going to be a really good game, actually. This is the potential to be the game of the week, uh, and I think it'll be a tight one. But give me San Francisco in this game on a last-second field goal by Robbie Gold. I'm going to go final score. 26-23 San Francisco uh, wins this game in Arizona on Monday Night Football. Zach Ertz out for the year for the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. Trey McBride, opportunity number 55, pick overall in last year's draft. Has a chance to become a star on Monday night. Can he do it? Probably not. That's why I'm going to have to go with the San Francisco 49ers. 28 to 20 but keep an eye i think i agree with you this could be a really good football game and we might see a star in the making in trey mcbride on monday night that is all folks for this week hope you enjoyed the recap hope you enjoyed the show i'm super pumped for week 11 a lot of great storylines heading into this week i don't want to say playoffs are just around the corner but teams got to start thinking about that dominic we're heading in to mid-November every single game I want to say is almost worth double uh, that's it for the show this week folks I want to thank all of our listeners hope you enjoyed the show we'll be back same place same time next week enjoy football you were listening to CJLO 69 AM in Montreal